0: So as I was saying, that uh, you know, we've gotten smarter. We've gotten smarter on training, and you know, used to it was just like if you wanted to get strong, what's up, man? If you want to get strong, you just do a bunch more, right? So if you want to get better at push-ups, you do more push-ups, and that's just not the case. If you want to get better at pull-ups, you do more pull-ups, and we're actually smarter than that now. Okay, so. When it comes to like getting stronger, getting better at pull-ups, getting better at push-ups or you know, whatever it is that's being required of you, right? Just getting stronger in general. We used to think like, okay, well we just do push-ups or we do whatever, or pyramids or whatever. And those are all great things and you're right. You get better at push-ups, you do have to do some push-ups, but we've built protocols into play. So Josh and I have developed where you have a work to rest ratio and this is the stuff that athletes have been doing for a long time. Right But we just never applied it into a military way, but now we are we 've gotten smart this is the reason why we have you know a performance and resilience at, at at Special Operations Command. This is the reason why strength coaches are now entering the you know the conventional forces and and training marines and soldiers and airmen and, and navy sailors as athletes because they are they're just a military athlete you're a tactical athlete, so instead of just like going in here and just going balls to the walls. There's more of a methodical thought process and a program to what you're doing, working with weight percentages, working with your ability to grow, to improve without just saying, pick this up and do it as many times as you can. It's more about, okay, what percentage can you do? And over a period of time, can we increase those percentages by X? I hope that makes sense. But that's what these programs that Josh and I do, they're all built off the requirements of what the strength movement is. So we start with the requirements and then we work to a place that we build backwards to get you from point A to point B in the best way possible. So the same thing goes for running as it does for strength. We used to just say, if you want to run better, just run more and harder and run till you throw up and then run some more and then run till you throw up and then run some more. That's usually the advice. And even on the USMC prep page, we'll see comments saying the same thing. You know, there's people coming on like, oh, don't use the program. Just run until you puke and run some more. That is absolutely ridiculous. Usain Bolt doesn't train that way. So why should you if you're going to be a tactical athlete and then serve in the military so we've gotten smarter about running and we've gotten smarter about how to increase run times so we've built protocols in a place so that you can increase your run time without causing damage to you or having to run to you puke and then run to you puke and then run to you puke okay so as i was saying before 95 percent or more should not be so much that you're like walking out of the gym throwing up. Like those days are gone. I think you've seen it in the other video about Recon versus Raiders where you've got I got all the guys talking about like the training mythologies of like the old versus the new. And you know, well, think about it this way. You're on a mission, right? You've got to fit in, you know, you got a turtle back which means on the surface you're, you're swimming in say six miles and then after that you got to go subsurface and then swim in another 2000 or two miles and then you come up, and that's when the job starts. That's when you actually start doing the mission. So if you're completely tasked, like if you're if you're completely smoked by the time that you just get to the beach, or you just make it on insert, you're fucked. Like that's when the job starts. That's when it starts getting hard. So when you train, every almost every single time you train, you should be you should feel good at the end of it. You should be tat. You, you should be like out of breath and feel like you got a good workout but you shouldn't be throwing up in a trash can and then crawling out of the gym gym or the, or the training facility where you can't even function for the rest of the day if you're training that hard to where you can't function for the rest of the day you're you're missing your mark and you need to rethink your training and that's not the way we train anymore so again like dan was saying you got to train smart and if you don't know how to train find a professional or know someone who's been there and done that you know what i'm saying So the last thing we want to talk about is recovery. You know, used to, we would just be like, get done with a workout and then that would be it. You just get done with like a 12 mile run, ruck run or log run or whatever the hell you're going to be doing. And then you're just like, okay, smoke them if you got them. And uh, man, that is not the case anymore. So like we didn't even, I didn't even know what foam rolling was or, you know, really stretching or anything like that. Uh, or dynamic stretching or anything back in the day. Uh, but that is like a crucial part of both warm up and cool down now. When you're doing these training sessions, take recovery as just as serious as your actual training, if not more serious. Because how we get better is we train, we break our bodies down, and then we actually recover. And we, we, get, we get better and we get stronger and we get faster through that recovery, not the actual training portion. It's when we sleep and when we actually recover that makes our bodies stronger and faster and bigger. So take that stuff seriously. Uh, That is what's going to make you, one, stay away from injury. That's what's going to make you better and going to make the difference between you making it and not making it.